This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Well, we've talked to Blaine Flemick a few times this year, and we are talking to him again. First of all, he is no longer the interim Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager. He is the permanent Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager. But the reason we're talking to him today is because there's a special hunt coming to permit Area 184 in the Bemidji area due to CWD positive deer. And it's not just one. There now apparently is a second. It's not the best of news, but it's important news. And we'll get the details from Blaine Clemick next. But first... If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we've talked with him quite a bit this year because there's a lot of stuff going on, not the least of which is his uh, official promotion to the Northwest Minnesota Wildlife Manager, Blaine Clemick. Congratulations and welcome back. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me back on the show. Yeah, um, I am the new... Northwest Region Wildlife Manager after uh, many years as the Assistant uh, Region Manager, uh, working with John Williams for a lot of those years, and John Williams retired in uh, August of 2021 and and, uh, had the acting role for about a year, and through some interviews and so forth, uh, received a nod here uh, right around Right around the firearms deer hunting, during the firearms deer hunting season, I was actually offered the job. And and uh, with me are seven others, though, in the Division of Fish and Wildlife, uh, other other manager positions that were held open for a long time um, through the pandemic and the hiring freeze uh, for all state agencies, nearly, nearly all state agencies. Uh, well, we had quite a few vacancies in the division and including some managerial positions. Uh, and so, anyway, uh, the division has now completed that hiring process, and uh, there's eight uh, brand-new managers throughout the section of wildlife and the section of fisheries. So in layman's terms and uh, without, I, I know it's hard to do probably a short version, but what is the manager's role when you're looking over an entire region? Sure. Um, a primary role is to to you know, have oversight um, of all the the work areas throughout the region and uh, the region region one the northwest region is is uh, all the way you know basically think of, of line from from uh, Bidette, uh east or a little bit to the east actually into Kuchichin County but primarily all the way west over to uh, Kitchen County. Um, you know, up there by Hallock, and then uh, south all the way to to uh, Polk County, uh, and Pope County, I should say, and uh, Morris, um, and and back. You know, so then we've got we've got uh, 
a lot of uh, wildlife staff throughout uh, the entire region in uh, different area offices uh, throughout the different towns and so forth. And uh, I, as a region manager, um, you see oversee actions, activities, um, the, uh, the staff that are looking for funding. Uh, that's a big part of our job, too, is the budgeting aspect of things, um, you know, overseeing population management, uh, it's it's really kind of the gamut and and taking care of some of the issues that pop up that's it pretty much falls on uh, the region manager's plate to deal with those issues and so it's really it's really keeping the wheels uh spinning as they say but the boots on the ground uh, the people that do the real work um it's my job to see uh that they can do their job and uh continue to do their job so um in a nutshell Kevin that's that's what a region wildlife manager does and wildlife, uh, is that basically anything that's not in water? Uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, terrestrial species, uh, fish and game, uh, you know, the division of fish and wildlife. We have the two, the two sections, fisheries and, and wildlife. And, yes, all the game species, uh, fur bears and deer and, and, and elk and, and bear uh, are under the and waterfowl, of course, um, upland birds, and so forth, are under the uh, management of, of wildlife, uh, the section of wildlife, and obviously fish and uh, uh, other, you know, items like, like turtles and so forth, like that. Uh, fisheries would be uh, under section of fisheries. Yes. Does um, is uh, non-game wildlife part of the wildlife, or is that a separate division of its own? Well, it used to be there was a time that the non-game staff, the non-game wildlife staff, was within the Division of Fish and Wildlife section of wildlife. But several years ago, um, the uh, non-game program was uh, was transferred, if you will, to the Division of Ecological uh, and Water Resources. So EWR is how generally uh, folks will refer to that division as. So that's that's where the non-game staff is located and their programs and so forth. However, we continue to work very closely with our non-game uh, wildlife partners because, you know, any type of habitat management that we're doing, forestry management that we're doing on our WMAs and so forth, uh, you know, you're, you're affecting a, an array of species. It's not just you know the, the the game species you might be managing that habitat for it's uh, affecting all kinds of other species of uh, wildlife as well including on game okay well listen um the reason we in addition to uh, congratulating you and i wanted to do that for sure thank you um, uh, we do need to talk about the uh, big deal that's that's happening here we talked of course a couple weeks ago uh, about the cwd positive deer south of bemidji and you had indicated there very likely could be a special hunt, and that has come to pass. So uh, let's find out what, what's going on with that. Yes. Well, uh, you know, you and I have talked CWD quite a bit. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yeah. yes. You know, it, it, it's a big deal, and there's just no question about it. You know, chronic wasting disease is a very, very serious disease that's always fatal for any cervid, you know, deer, elk, moose, caribou, uh, you know, species of cervidae, uh, 
that get chronic waste and disease die from it. So um, Minnesota has been in this uh, CWD business, if you will, since very early 2000, like 2001 or two, when we first discovered it in a servant, uh, a captive servant farm. But anyway, in any event, fast forward to today, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, we found hunter harvested deer south of Bemidji, uh, a mature buck that, you know, because it was mandatory sampling, this hunter had his uh, deer sampled, uh, you know, the lymph nodes extracted by our staff at one of our sampling stations, which happened to be just up the road from from where this uh, hunter harvested the deer. The deer um, had the had the deer sampled from the Senex uh, South Station. Um, in any event, ten miles south of Bemidji, Kevin, this animal uh, this animal's lymph nodes were tested and came back suspect positive and then through another series of tests to confirm that result it was indeed confirmed that one positive uh, out of uh, that opening weekend hunt uh, firearms regular firearm firearm season however I have some new news for you um, okay. that uh, just occurred where another deer another mm. deer um, not too far from this animal uh, just a handful of miles uh, near it uh, has also another another sample of uh, another sample deer uh, is suspect positive. So, unfortunately, uh, and you know it's very likely that this suspect will again you know be determined to to have uh, be CWD positive, and so that that will make uh, very unfortunate news. But that'll make two deer. That uh, deer permit area 184, the one, the big deer permit area that surrounds the greater Bemidji area, um, will have two positive wild deer now. Well, that's that's not what we wanted to hear, obviously. No, um, but and it's uh, yeah, it's a big disappointment. You know, of course, a year ago plus uh, there was, you know, that one deer farm north of Bemidji mm-hmm. that that had. Uh, some of its uh, captive deer had CWD, and that herd was depopulated, and that farm is no longer in operation. And, you know, if I guess anybody would kind of think about where CWD might pop up, you'd think perhaps in that area. Well, it at least at this point in time, Kevin, no deer that, no wild deer that have been sam- sampled in that area has come back positive. Which is a positive, you know, yeah. that, that's good news. But uh, it's 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 an unknown. It's an unknown for for all of us, hunters included, and, and people are paying atten- paying attention to what's going on with chronic waste and disease in Minnesota and elsewhere. It's a mystery uh, where where this could have perhaps come from with these two animals. But uh, yeah, and then you know, as far as having a hunt, yes, that's part of the CWD response plan and if anyone wants to actually look at that CWD response plan to understand what's in it and how DNR deals with chronic waste and disease it's it's posted right on the web page or website Um, just just type in uh, the search engine CWD and you're going to get to the CWD management web pages and so forth but 
in any event, that uh, that hunt, that CWD, that late season CWD management hunt, is uh, something that's in the toolbox that can be used, um, and it has been used. We used it last year in uh, the Polk County area for that deer permit areas 261 and 262 over by Climax. We had a late season hunt, a couple of them, uh, very short seasons. And then uh, down in the southeast, Kevin, we've been doing those for years. And now for the first time here, deer permit area 184 will have a season December 16th, 17th, and 18th, a three-day season. And uh, that's designed to get to give us some, some more samples. And, uh, you know, the, the, the number of samples that you get, uh, you know, the higher the number of samples you can get uh, for, for these efforts, these surveillance efforts, um, is a benefit to the wildlife health program to, to better understand, and the ultimate reason for doing it is to better understand uh, what the prevalence rate in the population might be uh, of the disease. So, so in essence, you're offering this opportunity to go out and hunt, try to get, you know, a, a bunch of different samples from throughout 184, and and see if there's more positives there. Is that? Um, yep. Okay. You know, hopefully you don't find any, but through statistics, you know, there's there's a way to determine through the number of animals tested and the and a, a, a model that can help you understand uh, what the potential uh, prevalence rate is and that in turn um, enables us to better manage the uh, the disease in a way where you know we, we go into next we go into this winter and uh, next year we'll begin talking of course about how do we manage CWD? How do we, you know, you manage it through hunting, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, taking deer. So um, that's that's what we'll be thinking of going into this season setting process coming up soon. Um, about uh, how do we how do we manage for CWD? Well, you manage it through, uh, generally speaking, more liberalized seasons, um, and uh, to take to take more deer, and that. That whole idea uh, is is uh, well well founded and, and done across the country of those states that do manage chronic waste and disease uh, by taking uh, a few more animals out of a herd to limit its spread, and um, that's basically how we do it. Well, it is how we do it in the southeast. And, and to tell you the truth, I think what we're doing down there. Uh, by and large, is working because the population, uh, yeah, it's it's less than what it used to be. But on the other hand, Kevin, the southeast Minnesota population of deer um, is is all, has CW, that has CWD. The, the percentage of it of the population that has CWD is at a very low prevalence rate at at one percent and less. So. Um, that's what active and proactive management can do. You know, you keep the the disease at a very low rate. You know, compared to Wisconsin, where some places, some populations over there, the the uh, chronic waste and disease is is fifty and fifty percent and higher. Wow. You know, so we we don't want to be there. No, no, no. we do not. We don't want our deer herd to to replicate what what is is going on in Wisconsin. 
The Hunt is next weekend. We'll get the details on how to get involved from Blaine Clemick next. I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Kev Jackson needs all the help he can get. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. I'm Chuck Hasse of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Blaine Clemick, the no longer interim, now permanent Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager, my guest. We're talking, unfortunately, about the two CWD positive deer in the Bemidji area and the upcoming special hunt in Permit Area 184. Okay, so on a practical matter, uh, those listening that want to maybe get in on this, uh, how do you register? Is there a limit? to registration and and uh, and how and what's the cost all of that stuff yeah well it's uh, like I said earlier it's a three-day hunt mm-hmm. number 16 17 and 18 so it's Friday Saturday and Sunday um, it's uh, uh, you can use a hunter that happens to have an unused tag from any of the the, the three weapons that you can use hunting or licenses that you can hold. Archery license, muzzleloader license, regular firearms license. So if you have unused tags from any of those seasons, you can use. You can use for this uh, CW, this late season CWD management hunt. Um, however, you have to use the weapon of that license type. Okay. So, uh, guys that are hunters that have... Um, just finished the firearm season and maybe didn't notch their tag uh, or have a bonus tag that they haven't used, um, you can use your rifle for this CWD late season management hunt. Um, the other thing that you can do is, uh, you know, let's say if you you uh, either don't have a deer hunting license at all um, or you have filled your deer hunting license already, you can buy a $2.50 management um, license. $2.50, and that's all you need. So in other words, if another if another person out there that hasn't hasn't even hunted deer for a while and hasn't you know purchased a license of any type this past fall, you could just simply go buy a $2.50 management license to hunt deer. Okay. Um, during this three-day season, you wouldn't, have to have, you wouldn't have to have a parent license. You know that that regular license, that two dollar and fifty cent license, will uh, fit the bill. And it's it's uh, unlimited the number of deer uh, that you can take. You can take another buck. You can take two bucks. And, you know, so forth. You could take more than one antlerless deer. Um, you know this this is a this is a management 
this is a management hunt and it's liberal it's designed to take more deer uh, in order for us to get more samples so i i uh you know heard from a couple of people i was talking to that they are a little concerned about over harvest obviously we've done this a lot uh so i'm assuming that uh, the man, the proof in the in the pudding is that it, that doesn't happen well you know there's some i suppose you could you could look at it that way to tell you the truth uh over harvesting yeah i mean in a in a perfect world or or in any most most any world <laughs> we we wouldn't be having a late season hunt you know we just wouldn't because we would have concerns about taking too many deer um you know that's that's why we set our seasons and that's why we do population estimates and we're careful with the harvest and so forth uh, we take into account all kinds of factors including mother nature uh you know having a, a bad winter like the winter before and affecting reproduction and all that kind of stuff and the number of deer that are harvested during the regular season factors into how many deer we want to harvest for the following season but that said this past regular firearm season that we just got through with here in 184 um we we had a really low harvest compared to last year in fact in permit area deer permit area 184 um it was almost 28 percent less than the year before so you know we have already harvested far fewer deer than we did the year before um so a, so maybe 300 more deer taken out of the herd um you know isn't necessarily you know it, it's not going to decimate the population it definitely is going to reduce the population but deer are very very resilient and uh in time you know those numbers are going to come back Okay. Well, it wasn't, uh, like you said, it wasn't what you wanted to do, but we're at a point where it's, uh, it, it needs to be done. Um, so, obviously, you hope there's a number of deer taken throughout 184. You hope everything comes back negative, but uh, you can, you're hoping by the time it's all said and done, one way or the other, you got a better, better handle on what, what you're looking at. Exactly, Kevin. We, uh, we will finish uh, this season here, you know, December 16th through the 18th. Um, and the other thing I, I didn't mention that I better mention because uh, the, the critical part of this hunt, not only to give people another opportunity to go out and hunt deer, which, you know, a lot of people love to do, including yours truly here. Um, they have to, you know, hunters need to have those deer sampled. You know, it's mandatory. So any deer harvested, any deer harvested during that three-day management hunt, uh, just take it to a self-service or a uh, staffed sampling station. And those sampling stations are all set up and will be set up with people, too, uh, the same ones that we were running during the firearm season. So, you know, there's several in Bemidji. There's one out in Beside. There's a self self-service one at itasca and there's a in person at lake george and you know so all these places and we've got them all listed on the web page um cwd web page on the website so if anybody forgot or, or just simply doesn't know 
go go there and you're going to you're going to find that list of of sampling stations you know you can even either do it yourself at a self-service one or or uh, go to one of the stations that are staffed so and those staff will take the lymph nodes from the deer and the deer hunter will be notified if uh the uh, animal comes back positive and and that same deer hunter can also check the CWD test results webpage um, to see uh, uh, and check and and put in their MinDNR number I think it's the MinDNR number to uh, to see if you know to to, uh, get updates about their particular deer and sample so all important stuff you know we need the hunters help and uh, they have been stepping up to the plate big time in this CWD effort, and uh, we'll continue to rely and appreciate Hunter's help. Um, so if we uh, want to take part in that hunt, I mean, is it is it online only to get your license or where you normally get your licenses? No, you can, yeah, you could you could purchase uh, management licenses uh, over, uh, you know, on online. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you just go to your any licensed vendor that you normally or a lot of times will buy your licenses from, you know, the, the convenience store that happens to sell them, those, those places, Walmart, uh, other other stores, sporting goods stores, bait shops, those kinds of things. You get your, uh, you know, management tag uh, from there, too. Like I said earlier, you know, any hunter, you know, you can use your, any unused tag uh, as well. Okay. All right. But you have to, you do have to buy, uh, like, say, if you don't have a, a license that, that uh, you've not used, um, or I should say, if you don't have a hunting license at all, or or you've already filled your your former deer licenses, yeah, you'd have to buy a two dollar fifty cent one management license. And you and for every deer that you want to harvest, you, you need another one of those two dollar and fifty cent licenses. So, oh, okay, um, yeah, they're pretty cheap. Obviously, yeah. uh, we don't want to make it a barrier to people and, and uh, charge. You know, a lot of money for for a license that you want you want you want people to participate. So that that's why they're they're so inexpensive. So you you buy your uh, two fifty uh, management license. You go out Friday morning, get a deer right away. You want to get another one, you have to buy another two fifty. Yep, you got it. Blaine Comic talking about the special hunt coming to permit area one eighty four next weekend due to of course the CWD issue. When Blaine is not the Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager, he's actually an outdoor writer for the Bemidji Pioneer. And one of his passions to write about is a passion for a lot of people up here. And that is wild birds. I'm definitely one of those people that likes to feed the birds, likes to see them outside my window. I know a ton of other people that are like that as well. As long as I had him on the phone, we talked about that. We will get Blaine's tips on feeding the birds and drawing a variety of birds to your home in a later podcast. That's it for this time around. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at Gravitationally Bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.